Welcome to Healing for the Soul podcast with this being season number four, episode number 81. I'm your host, Robin Stoltman, and today I have my guest, Stephanie Ryan, who has a PhD in learning science, and today she's on the show talking about teaching kids science at home. And you may notice that my office looks a little different for those that are viewing the video portion. I'm temporarily switching places, got new things on the way. So before we get started, remember every week I feature different guests to help you become the best version of yourself. And let's get started. Thank you, Stephanie, for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Robin. So what is your specialty and who do you like to work with? My specialty is um, I have my degree, like you said, in the learning sciences, and I focus on how people learn things. And I have used that in a pretty unique way in that I use it to teach science to little kids. Um, I used to prefer working with older ones than I had a young one myself. And I find it really fun translating the really complicated science down into more bite-sized pieces for smaller children. That's awesome. I like that because I've got little ones myself. Mine are all um, under six. And it's just like, I want to be able to teach them science. So I'm sure you're, you know how to be able to do this, obviously. So when you made that switch, was it pretty easy, like the bite size versus like the bigger picture? So I found it easy because that's my background. Um, I have leveled curricular materials before where it's like college textbooks to make them high school and things like that. So I find it easy. And when I hear other parents talking, I'm like, oh, maybe this is just some, that's a gift I have. Um, and maybe I could share that with others. Um, so having a five-year-old, um, being able to see it through his eyes has really helped. And I've always been okay at it doing like jumps between age groups, but really taking it down to the younger level. I, it was because my own five-year-old sitting there inspiring me. That's awesome. I love that. So, um, what is like the learning science? I'm sure so, people are like, we've heard of it. We've heard of science, <laughs> but like, what's the difference? So in um, college and graduate school, there's like math education, science education, and degrees like that. And if I had been at a university, it might have been called chemistry education, but ours was called learning sciences. And it was different in that they did psychology and education and whatever your discipline was. So some of the people in my coursework were video game designers or other things. So it was learning of whatever their area was. So I studied how people learn chemistry and math. And that has really applied to what I do now as well. <laughs> That's interesting. So you actually know like how, okay, so if I'm understanding correctly, you're able to understand people like myself who aren't the best at math you under, but you can help us understand why we're not good um, at math? Or? Yeah, so that's what um, my research that I did was there are a lot of kids who can do proportional reasoning, like those silly problems that are apples and oranges, but then they can't do it in chemistry. And so I actually interviewed oh. students as they solved problems, and I found what their problem-solving mistakes were that they don't make in math that they're making in chemistry. So then a teacher can use that as guidance that maybe we're making too big of a jump to get to the chemistry. Like we need to show where it connects in math and then do it, and then they might understand it. Um, that was the research I did for my dissertation work. Um, 
But what I tend to do in my work, especially in my assessment work that I do, so I write standardized assessments and curricular materials in my day job, I like to look at the misconceptions people have. So why are they thinking that way? So it's not to correct anybody. I just want to identify that that's what they've got. So these different ways you might think about it. That's interesting because I'm like, you mean to tell me I didn't have to be in the dumb math class? That, that, that's, that's what we called it in, like in high school because I'm like, I was never in trigger trigonometry and geometry. I was never in any of those. I just figured I wasn't smart enough to be in them. <laughs> But, you know, it does make sense because we do apply different skills to different, you know, to solve different problems a different way. Like, I can't do the math. Like, some of it I can. But it does make sense because it's like the chemistry. I'm like, I had no clue. I'm like, the only thing I remember is H2O is water. <laughs> and the carbon dioxide one, I think, is like CO2 or something. Uh huh. But I'm like, that's <laughs> all I remember out of it. Beyond that, I'm like it hasn't served a purpose for me in my adulthood, but that's great that you're able to help, you know, these kids out with that because I'm, that's like huge. Well, and it does affect you in your adult life. And it's these things that really? you're not realizing. So like when you do laundry, right, I'm sure yeah. you do laundry. Everyone does it sometime. I'm not sure in your True. family who does it the most, um, but it's, um, you're getting a stain out. You are using chemistry to get a stain out. Um, when you make popsicles in the freezer, you are using chemistry to make a, a physical change to make something. So every time you bake, oh, wow. you're using science. So my goal is to highlight that for especially, I'm really glad you just said it like this. Um, it's for people who are like, yeah, I hated science. I never used it. And it's like, well, you actually do. And the reason that I think we don't think that as adults is that we forget that our kids don't know anything. True. <laughs> our kids are total blank slates. Um, and so like that when they drop true. food from their high chair, they're learning about gravity without really learning about it. Like you don't need to know the equation, but yeah, things fall to the ground. Um, and so true. if we take several steps back and look at it less as the um, like, science in a lab and learning facts from a book, but more about the world around us and how might we explain it that way, um, I think is great for kids because they ask why this, what's that all the time. Yes. And a lot of it, growing a garden is science. Like, even though we're True. not thinking about it, it is. And so it's easy to like, I could turn almost anything into science <laughs> or math. It, sounds, it <laughs> definitely sounds like it, but that's awesome though, because it's like, yeah, I never even stopped, thought about that, like with the lottery, because yes, we are, we are mixing chemicals in with the water. And that's like, um, I know one of them, you never mix is ammonia and bleach. Yep. I because don't know. Because that has a chemical why. reaction. Okay. So see, that's when I can't remember like what happens. I just know that I was told don't ever mix the two. It'd be a bad idea. Yeah, definitely. And that's something I have to be really careful with, with my social media platform of like sharing experiments and mixing things. I have to be very cautious when I talk about it, because if I say test anything at home, like you could end up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Problem. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you definitely could, because I know like that's um, I, I'm really glad that I had said that about like for the science, because I'm like, yeah, that is very true. And see, like the food, I was thinking it wasn't like science. But now I'm like, okay, now I can say that it is science for as a homeschooling mom, because this is one of the ways that we can teach our kids how to do science at home. Like for the it's also school. math. Um, recipes are math. 
the ratios yes, between ingredients, um, which the ratios between ingredients help with science too, because reactions have to have certain amounts of things to go forward. Um, and so True. that's important too. So those, I like to think of these as these beginning little, they're not really nuggets, um, but like little beginning pieces of understandings that they can then apply later when they get a little more information. Yeah, that's very true. And um, I was thinking about like the bread machine. We had just gotten a bread machine and my husband, he was trying to make gluten-free bread because we have to be gluten-free. So he's trying to put all the stuff in last night. And he's like, well, the recipe just didn't work because it didn't rise like it should have rose. And then it just crumbled. And I told him, I says, well, there has to be something that was off. And we won't know until we change at least one of the variables of it. And I'm like thinking, well, we could change like the crust color at the same time as we take and do something else. And like with the water temperature. And then I'm like, but if we add too many, then we don't know what the problem was. So that's a whole other ordeal. But I mean, like, that's still... That okay. is a scientific skill. And I think that we don't think about it or finding a pattern, um, looking that maybe a neighborhood planted trees every other color or, or something, you know, like my son can point a pattern out in anything and he'll go, look, mommy, it's every other. That's an ABAB pattern. And I'm like, that's awesome. And you can do that with food. So um, we make parfaits as snacks with yogurt and granola or basically whatever's in the pantry. And I call them parfait patterns. And we assign each little ingredient, depending on what we have, as a letter. And then my son will choose what order the letters are going to go in for his pattern. And he keeps doing it until he runs out of one, which is a limiting ingredient, right? You can't continue your pattern unless you have this. And that is a True. chemistry thing that you run into later is that this reaction can only go this far, even though there's some extra of other ingredients, it's missing one that it needs. Um, and so even just that, that is math. You are doing STEM at home by making a snack without ever talking about a pattern. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I never even had a clue. Okay. So I, so I take that back. The, the skills that I learned in school that I didn't think I needed outside of reading, writing and math Okay, so you did prove me wrong on that. I appreciate that, though. I really do, because that's very helpful. Yeah, I think it's 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 a tricky step back um, of thinking, like, because we did. School was different when we were kids. And it was. It's, and it's different now. Like, they approach science now in a how can I use science to explain something way. And because kids are so curious, we can just do so much with that at home as parents. And we can start that much earlier than school and give them kind of a leg up in curiosity and in their understanding of things. That's awesome. So like, what's like a great age to really start teaching the kids science? So I, the book I wrote, Let's Learn About Chemistry, I jokingly call it for zero and up um, because Babies can touch books. You can read a book to a baby and they can look at the pictures and smile at it. And you just, they can chew on it like babies do. True. <laughs> um, Everything and, in the mouth. Yeah. So just getting them around books, like they say, what is it? If you read to your child, if a child doesn't read before kindergarten, they never catch up or something. I can't remember the statistic. I think, 
I think that's what it is. It sounds about not right. not that they can't read themselves. If you don't read to them, there's like a difference in their vocabulary over time. And I think that huge difference being exposed to science and curiosity. And one of my big pet peeves is um, when people say a claim and then they have no evidence to back it up. Um, and so that's a skill I like to promote in what I'm doing as well, because any observation a kid makes, as long as they say why they think that it did this, that is that works. As long as you get them trained to do that, then they can get more information and their, their explanations can get better over time. Um, but you can start this very early and sensory bottles. Those are, um, <laughs> that's chemistry because I'm, I feel like such a really? geek. <laughs> well, no, I love this. I'm like learning so much. So I'm like, um, I'm enjoying this myself. So those have like water and oil and those do not mix. And those are chemical properties of that. It won't mix because they're, um, one is polar and one is nonpolar, but you can make sensory bottles that your small child moves around and just even making observations there, like how many layers are there? What happens over time? Does it settle? Um, and so doing that, they get more and more used to it as they get older. I like that though, because like the sensory bottles, I haven't made one yet, but I know like my um, one son who has a sensory processing disorder, he loves like the one at therapy that they've got where he just tips it and then he can look at everything. And I'm like, why don't it, why doesn't it ever mix together? But that's one of the things that I've always wondered. And I've asked him and he goes, I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So then that, um, that would actually help ask more questions then too, because that's one of the communication problems that I see a lot in people is that they don't ask enough of the right questions. Yeah, and where you just said, like, why why doesn't this thing mix and this does, um, one of the experiments I do online, and you can find it at Let's Learn About Science on Instagram, TikTok, all of those have the video, is you can make, like, um, fireworks in a glass, which is great for, um, <laughs> for 4th of July coming up. Um, what you do is you take just a little bit of oil. And you add two drops of food coloring, one of one color and one of another, and you stir it. And you see that there will be little dots of food coloring in the oil because it does not mix. You're going to pour that gently on top of a glass of water where you can see, um, so a clear cup, um, colorless preferably. Um, and then you pour that gently on and you'll see the, um, the food coloring will touch the water and the second it touches the water, it mixes and you can see it happen. Oh, wow. But the oil stays up at the top. And so you can then ask like what mixed and what didn't. And it's oil and food coloring, oil and water don't, but food coloring and water do. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I like that. I I'm going to have to follow you on uh TikTok and Instagram and all the other social media channels that you're on because I'm like this is like a great way for homeschooling parents or just parents that want to get their kids started to learn now instead of having to wait. Yeah one of the things that I like to do I haven't done very recently um, because I need to catch you know coming out of a yes. global pandemic things just were a little different um, but during when we were at home during that um, we I homeschooled my son through pre-k and I approached it from a way of, it was his idea of what topic he wanted to do. And so like, if he said he wanted to do bugs, 
I would find books about bugs. We would look up a specialist. Sometimes I was able to interview somebody who does that for a job, which was really fun because for Space Week, we got to interview an astronaut. Um, awesome. It was so cool. Um, and he answered the kids' questions the way the kids asked them, which was great. And then we do science experiments to go with it. There's pretend play that goes with it. Um, and then I find um, math and ELA activities to go with it. So what we end up with is like a little mini unit based on something that he thought was fun. So I, I try to approach it that way. And we do it with jobs sometimes. So like firemen, community workers, and things like that. So for firemen, we had an activity where we made our own fire extinguisher um, out of baking soda fun. and vinegar and a cup and a straw. And you can like put a flame out. Um, and so it was just high. It was using these topics that were really interesting to him to like as vehicles to just get a little more information in there. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. See, I told my husband, I said, you know, because my kids, they love cops. And I, my, my kids just do. And I'm like, I told him, I said, you know, I think if I were to ask the one of the cops or one of the sheriff, you know, like if my kids could see like a tour of the jail, cause that's what they want to be able to see. I'm like, I think that would help them, you know, like learn about like, this is where, this is when you do something wrong. This is where people got to, they have to go. They can't be with their mommies and daddies and all that so that they learn that not just for later in life, but for me, it's like, it's giving them something to see it career wise as well at the same time of this is what you actually get to deal with. This is what you actually get to see. Yeah, we had, um, we did one unit where we talked about law as well. So it would also include lawyers and judges and things like that. And we had a forensic specialist. He showed us how you can put a fingerprint um, by using a dry erase marker onto your thumb. And then you put it on a balloon and then you blow up the balloon and you can see the pattern you have better. Um, oh, wow. And he showed like them that. how to do that. So my rule of thumb is that it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> no, it, it, it certainly doesn't. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible the more people said yes, because I did have my platform so that it would get the information out. But I think that I mean, we go visit our local fire station all the time. They love visitors. Bring them some cookies and they'll be like, hey, you want to want a little tour? True. Um, but like our fire station actually had some learning videos because they had stopped teaching stop, drop and roll um, really? because kids would be in a fire and instead of leaving, they would stop, drop and roll around the fire. Um, and so they're finding oh, that, that the messaging on that wasn't quite what they had intended. So they were making all these new videos and they were like, here, attach it to this. And they actually made a video that said my name in it. Like, thanks for coming to see this. And then they did it. So it doesn't hurt to ask because lots of cities, especially if you live in a larger city, have education components to it. Yeah, that's true. And I never even... Um, thought about like for the stop, drop, and roll because you are right. Um, like how the kids' brain works, especially because like the first um, from conception to about eight years old, they are in hypnosis. So like everything is they're just taking it all in and they accept it as a hundred percent true, even if it's not. So then I'm thinking, okay, that makes sense. Why the stop? They would stop and then they would drop and roll around the fire instead of getting out of the building because right. that part of the messaging needs to be in there. 
I'm wondering too, um, because I haven't heard them say call 911 um, in pre-K as much as I remember when I was a kid. And I wonder if that is one too, where the messaging, well, because some things aren't an emergency. Um, You might think that, well, my brother stole my thing and it's missing, you know, I needed to call. And so I wonder if they had an uptick in that. I'm not sure on that one, but it was one thing I noticed that we ended up having to teach more than I think was coming through, like when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, that, that's very true. Cause yeah, I'm thinking about that. Cause I don't know that for like the school quite yet on for like my kids, you know, on that part of it, but yeah, it's kind of important. Cause yeah, that would not be an emergency if somebody stole something from you. But I mean, like, it would be an emergency if the house was burning down. Or if it was robbed. Yeah. And so it's yes. like a kitchen, like if you see a flame and the smoke alarm goes off, that doesn't mean you need to call the fire department just yet. Like, and so those yes. are things like I don't think kids, um, they don't have those mental models yet. It was just stop, drop, and roll. True. <laughs> um, so that was really useful to go because they had a whole YouTube channel of videos to teach like what to do. Um, and so for homeschool parents, there is like a plethora of things online. Um, yeah, there is. The only thing is you need to double check that they're like legit people doing this. True. Because <laughs> there's, there's some... There's something online right now that is really obnoxious to scientists is those fake videos that people make, like where, I don't know if you saw one where it was like putting Uh a battery next to a glass of water will make it spin. And it's like, it doesn't do that. What they do is they do trickery and show you like they make up experiments that do not really work. And so then people don't trust us when they do work. Um, They'll be like, oh yeah, that's not real. And it's like, oh, that's so. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't help. I run into that one with the hypnosis all the time. And I've had a couple of colleagues. I'm like, yeah, you should see some of the stuff that them I've seen for hypnosis. And I'm like, yeah, you can't make anybody do anything they don't want to do. And there's a whole bunch of other things that I've seen. And I'm like, some of the, one of these days, you know, um, I think there's like a doctor that does it like where he talks about like the, what you see on TV. And then he actually says like, no, like this, you would never do in real life. I don't know if you've seen those type of videos. I haven't. But that's what I thought about doing like with the, with the hypnosis because I'm like, there's some things on there that I'm like, yeah, you can't kill anybody um, using hypnosis. I mean, like you, there's some of those weird things that I've seen. And it's like, <laughs> and I've seen like a whole bunch of other things don't want to go too much off topic. But I mean, like I've seen some of those things. And I say for me, you are right. You want to be able to educate people in the correct way versus the incorrect way that there's so many people doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's an Besides, you could get hurt, couldn't you? You could, like, yeah. Bad. Some of the ones, though, that they do are more just, like, they further misconceptions that people have. And it's like, well, let's not do that. Um, there's an account cool. on Instagram, the Dad Lab. He actually has a series right now where it's like, does this really work? And he'll show you how they tricked you or how it does work. Um, And I think that that's really cool that he does that. (laughs) And that's what I was thinking about, like for the hypnosis, like what I was just was talking about is to like show those examples, because I think that's important too. So that we, we, we learn, you know, like too, like don't do this and don't do that. Because like if somebody were to mix bleach and ammonia and say, oh, this makes this, that would not be a good thing. No, so that's what I'm thinking on that part of it. Um, so like, how can you help parents teach their kids 
to be okay with the wrong answers. Like if they don't get them correct the first time. Yeah. So as a mom who does this for a living, this was the hardest thing for me. And I like to tell the story of when it happened. Um, We were making popsicles um, off of a recipe I found on Instagram. And my son said, how are we going to make it into a popsicle from the yogurt? Like, I don't understand. And I said, well, what do you think we should do? And he's like, put it in the oven. And I was like, all of the like scientist mom in me was like, seriously, I wanted to correct him and be like, no, the freezer. But I decided to be like, oh, is that what you think? And so I put the materials away and we got an ice cube tray out and I let him put it outside and it evaporated. And he was like, that's not a popsicle. And that was when he was like three. And I was like, okay, what, what else can we try? Um, outside oven, we did the refrigerator. And then he was like, ooh, the, the cold, that's like a popsicle, maybe the freezer. And so we, we finally got there and he still was interested. He kept going and kept revising the mental model he had. And later that year, it was raining and it was like 31 degrees out. And so it was starting to be like the sleet rain. Um, And he was like, look, mommy, it has turned from liquid to solid. And I looked at him like, I have never said that to you ever. And you just like (laughs) pulled that out from an activity we did like a year ago. Um, And that is the point is that by telling the kid, like, no, put it in the freezer, like stopping that, like you can continue it on yourself. I mean, obviously, if you need to make your popsicles, you can go put it in the freezer, but you can show your kid contrasting cases that shows like, maybe my idea doesn't work that way. Um, And it doesn't shut them down and make them feel like they're not worth doing it. Science isn't for them. Um, And it's, they get there in the end. Um, eventually, and it does take some effort from parents to give a couple other ways to think about it. Um, but I think that that way is more worthwhile. It is really difficult though, to like have your kid be wrong. So what I usually say is, oh, that's an interesting way to think about that. Uh, So I never confirm or deny. Um, I'm just like, oh, that's how you see that. Interesting. Um, and then I just kind of move on. Um, cause he doesn't need to know he's wrong. Cause he's five. no, Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. And then like feeling wrong leads to shame and guilt and other things that totally. And if end you're up in always therapy. told you're wrong with science, like, of course you're going to st- steer away from it. And that's the way I learned science was I got it right. I got my A facts, you know, but I don't know how to apply it. I'm learning all of that as an adult. <laughs> true. That's kind of like me with my math. I had had (laughs) one teacher, my second grade teacher made it like I knew how to do the answers without having to do it step by step. And like that ruined it for me. And it's like, yeah, I can change it now because I know how to use those skills to, to change it so that it doesn't bother me. However, still, it's like all those years, instead of making math exciting, I learned that math was horrible. It was like the worst thing in the world. I couldn't go outside and play because I had to be inside learning how to do math instead. So in a very negative way. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that actually, if I would have learned math in a better way, I think that would have helped with like the budgeting, the finances and things that way that I need as an adult. That's not that I don't need math because like we all do. That's why I've told other people, they're like, 
oh, you don't, I've had a couple of people say, well, you don't use any fractions in cooking. And I'm like, um, if you don't use fractions, you can't eat. <laughs> you totally. just can't. <laughs> you can't no shop way. either because you don't know the prices of things. Um, I know one of the activities we did was teaching proportional reasoning and using um, calories and nutritional values um, in a pack of M&Ms. So if this whole bag of M&Ms has this, how much is one M&M? How many would 20 M&Ms be? Like that. And so that is fun. But it's I got also, an M&M bag. That's so funny. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm thinking it by myself. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like how many would it be? Because... Yeah, like the serving size says one ounce or 32 pieces, but then it has like 38 servings per container. And so I'm like, okay, well, 32 pieces, but then you figure out the calories is 140. So no, that makes. You do 32 yeah. over the calories equals the number you're looking for X. And then you would cross multiply to get it. See, and I would have never known that. <laughs> um, so that would help with weight loss drastically <laughs> probably but <laughs> I, I i want to make sure kids have healthy relationships with food so i don't think i will but um no, i'm talking about like for me i'm like <laughs> yeah but um that's a whole other i had the bag of m and sitting here from the kids because i didn't want them to eat it all my daughter i found out my um 18 month old she loves m and so she sees the bag and she's right after it. And I'm like, mommy just wants a few of them, not the whole bag. <laughs> so that's why they're sitting next to me. It, it's all good though. I'm glad that you, that you told me that. Cause like now I actually know like how to figure out like the calories in the serving, you know, amount for like, if I wanted a separate one, right. how many is in each piece. So then that actually helps realize like, okay, do I really want to eat this or not? Because like typically we see things in a bigger proportion and we're like, oh, that's no big deal. Like 140 calories, who cares? You know, that's in 32 of them. But then we break it down and then it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's probably <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> um, so what tips do you have to make science fun at home? You've given a lot already. Are there any more tips that you have? I would say by just doing it alongside your kids. Um, and using things around the house. So I could dedicate probably a month's worth of content to things that are just in the, in the kitchen. You can do so much with baking soda and vinegar um, and letting them play with it. So I have been shocked as a parent at how many times my son can do baking soda and vinegar and think it's fun. I, I thought for sure after the third, fourth, fifth, tenth time, he would be like, okay, it's getting boring. But no, it's like, woo, look at the bubbles. <laughs> so, yeah. um, they said that was baking soda and vinegar? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I don't know what that one is. So that's why I'm like, nah, I'm curious. I'm like, what one is that? Yeah, so this one is one you can do with kids at lots of different ages. Is What you would start with is baking soda in a bowl and you ask your child is this a solid or a liquid or a gas um if your kid knows what gas is um sure. and then you have vinegar and you ask the same question and then you pour it and you ask your kid what do you think's happening and it fizzles and the what's in the bubbles you could have them guess that um do you think that this weighs the same now that it's done 
because those bubbles pop and it actually loses some of the material. Um, the older kids, you could say, how could we capture that gas that was in the bubble? And you can do that in a water bottle. So you put the baking soda in the balloon and the balloon is around the lip of the bottle that has vinegar and you lift it up and then the balloon blows up. And that is evidence that a gas was created. And you can do that with the older kids. So just sitting there and letting them explore it, letting them make mistakes, make a mess, like that science isn't this super formal. I mean, there is some formal like that, but it's not when you're 10 and under. Um, let no. it be fun. And then if you don't know something, don't be ashamed by it. Look it up. Look it up together. Um, my son is five and he asks for Siri all the time. He'll be like, hey, Siri, what is this? You know, and like he's OK with it. But our generation is not of where because it makes us feel like we didn't learn something. There's like shame attached to it. But that's not the way kids are. They're growing up in a different time and show them that you are still learning as an adult, too. That learning doesn't stop when you're done with school, that we're all learning all around us. Let's learn together. True. And I've, I finally am realizing that people that stop learning are the ones that are the ones sitting, not always in the nursing home, but they're the ones that are usually sitting there and they've got nothing to look forward to in life because they stopped learning. And it's sad. Yeah. As I've always, I've always told people, I'm like, the day I stop learning is the day I want to be dead. Because I'm like, I always want to learn something new. That's just who I am. Yeah, that's my favorite part about my job. Um, is I get to learn new stuff every day. So it's it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it makes life very interesting. That's for sure. Because I know like um, an ex-boyfriend, I think he took like baking soda and water and that, that's how he would clean his battery oh. posts. And I didn't know that you could do that. Well, then my husband, he's like, well, the one that we had was all corroded. And I'm like, just go try it. Because I know that it works because I've seen it. And he goes, that ain't going to work. He tried it and it worked. And he's like, how'd you learn? I'm like, I learned it from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but it does work to clean battery pulse. It gets rid of that acid. That's funny because I have started using it. My mom told me I could use baking soda to clean my pans to get them cleaner. And I really? was like, what? And so I tried it and it worked. And I was like, why does this work? And so I need to make a video of that one because I was I was surprised. <laughs> does it get stains out then too? Uh, yeah. So I have white ceramic pans on the inside and it gets it out. Wow. So I've got to figure the chemistry. It's got to be some something with acid-base reaction is all I can figure. So, so we don't need shout. We just need to actually like baking soda and, and the water in it then. Maybe. I don't know the answer to that. Oh. <laughs> that, that's making me question a bunch of things. <laughs> no, and me, I'll probably take and go try to find a, a few things to do. So I'll have to make sure <laughs> to follow you on Instagram for sure. What was the best way for people to get in contact with you then too? Um, I follow my messages on Instagram and TikTok pretty closely um, at the moment. Um, I'm not that big to have where I get lost in the messages. Uh, so for now, I'd say that's the best way. And, and then parents, if you have a question for an expert, just send them a message on social media, like not on their personal Facebook profile or something like that. But like, wherever they've got a professional profile, send a question like, hey, how does this work? And they might help you. You never know. <laughs> that That is very, very true. Because that's very interesting. So you said on TikTok, um, what's your name then on TikTok? It's at, 
Let's learn about science for all the platforms. At, let's learn about science mm -hmm. at all at, on all of them. Okay. I'm going to do that right now. So I remember because that would be helpful. Because um, I would rather um, type in let's learn about math or about science. There we go. I'm like, you type in let's learn, we get something else. <laughs> I'm like, that's not what I want. Okay, so I'm gonna follow you there then. There's, that's pretty easy follow, there's only one. That's awesome. <laughs> and then what's um, the name of your book too? So our audience uh, The get book that is as well. Let's Learn About Chemistry. And so okay. it was actually the start of the account. Um, my book came out during the shutdown and there was, I couldn't go do it and I couldn't do readings in bookstores. So we started the account and it just evolved into its own thing. And so now the book, I still sell it. It's on Amazon and um, in you can have your local bookstore order it, but it's just kind of in the back. <laughs> that's awesome though. That, that's, that's still helpful though. <laughs> So I've appreciated your time and your energy so much in, in all of this, like learning everything. It's like really making me want to be able to go learn and do things with my kids now for some of these That's experiments. That's awesome. I'm so glad. It's like, fun. Especially like with the food. Cause I'm like, yeah, you got to kind of learn like the right amount of light to go from the seed. Mm -hmm. You know, you like, you have to have the right amount of, of lighting for that. And I'm like, well, that would be a science experiment at the same time too because my one son had asked me why his grass didn't grow because he had gotten like a seed of grass he put it in the dirt well his didn't grow and I'm like well you got to have it in the sunlight it needed more sun so he goes puts it in the sun while it fried it which is fine but I'm like he still learned that too much sun is not a good thing either yeah and those are all things you can do at home so like my son did the bean sprouts in a bag at daycare and we were talking like what does it take for a plant to grow and he was like well you need soil and water and i was like did you have soil in your baggie and he was like i didn't i guess it only needs water and sunlight and i was like there you go <laughs> true that is very very true but, but that's one of that those way? cases what are all plants that way um so soil is not necessary for plants to grow um but it wow. does offer some nutrients that get into the water um but no you don't need soil oh wow i did not know that yeah photosynthesis only needs the glucose that's in the seed um water and sunlight so now if a person has an apartment they don't got no no soil they can just take and just put water that's in, the way people grow avocados, isn't it? The avocado pits where you, they're in water, know. I think. <laughs> I have no idea, but now I'm going to try a bunch of things <laughs> just to see. That's so, great. So that'll be fun to, to try that one. Then I'll have to let people know how, like, how it works. Well, I've appreciated this so much, like I said. And for everybody um, who's been tuning in, be sure to follow my guest, Stephanie Ryan on her Instagram, on her TikTok channels at Let's Learn About Science. It's really easy to follow. I just did it. And um, be sure to follow me, Robin Stoltman, Healing for the Soul, on social media as well. And make it a great day.